Yeah. I spent all day in the principal's office before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My school was from like kindergarten to eighth grade, so I mean that's an entire lifetime. I yeah. mean, right? Like it's that's not. That, <laughs> but it's, it is it's if you have childhood years. leukemia. <laughs> 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 Wow, the bar has really been high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, no, I mean that's a, I mean a decade, you know, is a, that's a long time. Well, kindergarten too, so right, absolute nine years. I'm eating brunch with my people though The homie Dyke just cooked up a feast and we bout to eat it bro Fucked around and has to miss the lobster with the poutine Daddy is rolling blow dream, them boys got down a routine It's nap town culture, cooking seven courses Had to pass the torch and now I'm grabbing second portion So sit back, relax, grab a drink and a smoke It's all the brunch on the way and get prepared for the jokes Whoa Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch podcast. I'm your host, Ike Michaels, and with me, a very special co-host in studio, Gwen Sunkle. Slap it, pepper, wah, wah. Hey. Yeah, what's up? great. Harder Brunch Nation. That was way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Thaddeus is uh, out on report this week. He's uh, not available, so thank you so much for sitting in for him. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm a huge fan yeah. of, of, of Harder Brunch. Um, there was a time when I think I was single handedly keeping this podcast alive yes i mean it's week to week (laughs) (laughs) and on the ones and twos the wheels of steel uh the sauce boss of Minneapolis and the last woke dragon give it up for zach roan everybody yeah you know i think that's faking it yeah but i kind of like it better now think so i think he should faking a report yeah (laughs) i'm definitely cuter than that yeah yeah well He's out on assignment, so. Yeah. Um, a very special returning champion with us in studio, comedian and musician, Kyle Buck. How are we doing? I'm so happy to be here. It's, it's been a while since I've done a Harder Brunch, uh, and I think I think I maybe did um, one of your Patreon episodes not too long ago, but mm-hmm. it's been so long that since I've done Harder Brunch, I'm so happy. Stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. Welcome back. Yes. And, and now yeah. we well, now we have cameras. I get you. Yes. Out, get you on camera. I'm Very glad excited. I wore. I literally almost showed up here in like my my worst hoodie. Oh. And it was like I can't do. I can't. No, you look very that. safe. You got yeah, some Mister Rogers kind of vibes mm-hmm. going on. Absolutely. I got the uh, the Henley with the Chard- Chardonnay. Is yeah. what this color I've been told is called <laughs> in the King Size magazine. Oh. Uh, uh, so that's where we're at. <laughs> That's I what love I'm doing. It. I love slide, it. slide me that magazine deets after we're done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my clothing game. Oh, uh, yeah. Dyke was good enough. I, originally, I was going to jump in as producer, and then I, Thad's assignment took longer than he thought. So I, he was like, uh, You're going to be on camera. So try not to look like a complete asshole. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Hell yeah. You got more heads up than I did. So I. <laughs> I, you know, you always look good, Kyle. Hey, so I wasn't mm-hmm. worried about you. I do what I can. You know what I mean? It's you know, for, for us guys, we just rock. We just, it's the beard and a haircut. Or if you don't have a haircut, you get a hat. Like that's mm. really it's too easy for us. Yeah, it's too easy. Or might us. I add a clean hoodie? Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. I, so I, so I about once a month am I, am yeah. I completely <laughs> set. Yeah, I was gonna say, Dyke, when, what do you know about a clean hoodie? <laughs> well, the other twenty nine days, not so good. But what what are those? Broken clock is right yeah. twice a day. That's Absolutely. what they say. As soon as you get to that first meal, at least for me, I can't keep something like if I oh. wear like this right here, I'm purposely yeah. like eight, then put this on 
and then came here. That was Bush League. That was complete Bush League. It was Dad's fucking. For, uh, no one can hear you. You're not mic'd up. Dad's, uh, we have a fucking laptop. Oh, hey, see if you could tap yeah, into tap. the phone call. <laughs> can, can we? Hardy Bridge drunk dog crossover. Yeah. Can we listen into Dad's phone calls from uh, his computer? Moonsville Moore. Actually, we stab him. We slap him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not do that. <laughs> we get him in some real trouble. Oh my gosh. Um, I wanted to start off with a couple of house keeping things yes um one of the main things i want to get across because i'm very excited about is meat cakes three is yes. happening yeah. we're getting ready it's going to be february 26 at tinker house events if you're like thinking to yourself right now what the hell is a meat cake you're probably not the only one a meat cake is a cake that's going to be made out of uh eight of the best chefs in the city are going to compete and they basically make giant wedding cake size cakes out of meat. I think the rule is it has to be like 95% meat. Mm. And that can include seafood. And mm. cornbread. And well, and, cornbread. and, and bacon cornbread. You can push <laughs> the you can push the limits of that 95% if you're sauce boss. Um but no, really excited to partner with um Tinker House Events. So we're gonna we're gonna be in a bigger space this year. It's gonna be set up kind of like a science fair kind of thing. So oh, like nice. you're going to be able to walk around, you're going to be able to have like a meet and greet, talk with a the chef. They can actually like explain their cake in detail. You can take selfies with the cakes if you want to. Oh, awesome. That'll be a lot of fun. And then we're going to have, uh, I think we have a better judging system this year. We got it. We got it locked in. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Gwen, you're not going to be able to believe how good this voting system is. Wow. It's exciting. Yeah. Very, very excited. So uh, mark your calendars, February 26th. Actually, by the time you hear this, tickets are on sale right now. So let's go to Eventbrite and uh, get grab them tickets. Hell yeah. To meet too furious. To meet too furious. Did, uh, did, did you ever get to try any of those meat cakes? You know, I honestly have missed the last two mm. and I was devastated about it. So now that I have the information about the third one, I have, I'm not going to miss it. I'll be there for sure. Especially now that I know that it's like a... Um, I mean, the I wasn't super familiar with the last couple of formats, but this idea of walking around and just trying them and getting to know the folks, I think, just sounds like such a cool event. I'm excited. Yeah, I, to, to I love out. how you're referring to it as a science fair and not like a food expo, which is something that people are also familiar with. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The science fair just was what popped. I just like a gymnasium and walking around mm. and mm -hmm. sure, absolutely. The 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 teenage bo just hovering in the air. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you yeah. do you remember what you did for your science fair when you were a kid? Oh man, I did. And, <laughs> and was it really your idea, or was it your parents' idea? Um, I so when it came to like we didn't we had a few like science clubs and fairs, mostly like robotics and stuff. But the one thing that I do remember was uh, there was this one sort of. Um, event where everyone was supposed to create a board game mm -hmm. and it was like a it was a game fair instead of a science fair and like I don't know we were in like the fourth grade or something and I remember I made a John Wayne board game okay that, yeah and it was uh, so you've been like, a weirdo for a long time oh, <laughs> big time weirdo big time weirdo and it was uh, hey pilgrim was what it was called no I don't know ah, no I don't, it was not I love yeah, it so much yeah, yeah I, I wish I wish I remembered what it was called but I remember the fatal flaw in that game was if you landed on one space it sent you four spaces mm. forward but if you landed on that space it sent you four spaces back so you landed mm. in a paradox uh, it was like quicksand yeah. exactly yeah. and so i had to come up with a way to like you know
you know, well, how do we get out of this? And so I had to come up with like a bullshit rule where you like roll a dice that I brought in arbitrarily. It was all bush league mm. for a fourth grader. I'll tell you that much. I thought you were going to say happy the, the fatal flaw was if a Native American gave out an Academy Award that John Wade would shoot her. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was. Yeah, oh, I should have. My, gra- my grandpa suggested that one, but no. <laughs> No. Did you have a science fair growing up? Yeah, yeah. My project was um, I had this tree house, and we I took two gallon milk gallons. Okay. One that I had nothing in, and one that was full of water, and I dropped them out of my tree house. And my dad took a picture, like midair, and then we went and developed the film. That was it. All, that was. Yeah, because it was like which hits the ground faster, the the light one or the heavy one. Oh my gosh, you guys. Did you have one sauce boss? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. He made a John Wayne board game. You're dropping gallons of milk out of a <laughs> thing. Like, I had to do work. I had to do, like, a, like, a lot of science. I, I mean, I think I made a hypothesis, performed an experiment, sure. and then presented my results. Yeah, that's the only science-oriented one we've heard so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, mine had no science whatsoever. I didn't even count properly. What was yours, Zach? Um, I wanted to, I was obsessed with uh, space and I wanted to like colonize <coughs> Mars or whatever. And so, uh, I bet you did. <laughs> mine was whether, you and a lot. <laughs> what mine was whether or not like life could live on Mars. And mm-hmm. so to do that, I think I put some, uh, I forget what they were like bacteria in a freezer. Okay. And just to see if it would live and it didn't. Mm. Interesting. And so I think my conclusion was you can't go to Mars. Wow. Oh. I think I was wrong. But, you know. <laughs> no, I think you're absolutely correct. <laughs> the idea that we're going to colonize Mars is <laughs> real dumb. My grandparents were both scientists, and they would just take over my science. So they were just like, "You don't know what you're doing here," and they were right. I, I would have, I would have made a Star Trek board game or something, you know? Like, but the, so the first year, it was something where it was just like we had all these different kinds of bird feed, and they had these bird feeders outside, and then I had to log hours of over different days over the course of a month of what birds were attracted to what kind of food oh this has your grandmother written all over it because she also loved watching birds yeah and uh cooking it was a little self-serving on her part yeah 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 and then the next year my mom was working at the state board of health and we did something we were growing stuff in petri dishes at the state board of health so like i mean i'm dropping stuff and we're putting it into enclaves i don't know like Autoclaves. Autoclaves, yeah. Uh, <laughs> In cubbies. <laughs> we were science boxes. I mean, we were doing all kinds of stuff. It's just a box of science on it. Yeah. So many tests. You see, Gwen, that's how you science. And that's why I'm... Uh, Running for Congress. An assistant pit master, and you're a nurse practitioner. <laughs> Um, can I, one, uh, one thing I did get to do that was really exciting in college and not so much a science fair as a, um, a nursing, uh, <laughs> fair activity was we all had to bring our bathing suits to class and give each other a, like a bed bath. Cause like oh. there's no special way to give somebody a, sure. if they can't get out of bed and like to change the sheets so you could see what it would feel like or whatever. Um, but it like you, if you did not bring your bathing suit and participate, you failed the class. Mm. Um, and I always differentiate if someone went to a real nursing school or a fake nursing school oh. by whether or not they had to bring a bathing okay. suit to class. Okay. It's kind of like when you get your uh, commercial driver's license, when you when you get your CDL, and when you're doing this whole extreme test, if you don't uh, put your seatbelt on before you do your air brake test, it's an automatic failure. Oh. Mm. Um, 
So, Kyle, we've interviewed you as a comedian before. Yeah. Um, very funny comedian. Also a prominent uh, booker and show producer. Um, however, this time we're going to talk to you a little bit about your music career. Yeah, I'm super excited to, you know, be able to have different avenues, you know, to talk about. I, I you know, there's so many um, hilarious folks uh, and talented folks in many different realms. There's so many comedians that are musicians and a lot of musicians that try comedy. Like it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. one of those things where I having, you know, tried and, you know, really put a solid foot forward in both fields. Like, um, I really, anytime I've had a few comedians come up to me and be like, and wanting to explore music. I'm like, look, if you can get on stage and be vulnerable into a microphone, then any note you hit on this thing is going to be just something you need to practice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, uh, it's so cool to be able to, you know, um, know so many cool people in both realms. Um, I'm excited yeah. about it. Yeah. And you've never had an itch to try to bring one into the other. You've never tried to do uh, musical that, comedy. That's a, well, so not like not specifically. No. Um, th- there's a there there are people who can really pull that off. You know what I mean? And, and there are a lot of you know names that come to mind. Stephen Lynch. I absolutely love uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Mm. I think mm-hmm. that's like really where some people can really bring comedy and music together. Weird Al, obviously, Bo Burnham geniuses but at the same time it's one of those things that's got to be so individually done well Mm. that like it can seem very uh replicated um whereas the idea of melding the two definitely is something that's been an itch of mine for a long time and i think you know that i've had some very small conversations with folks um in both scenes and i think that you know in the next year or two that there's definitely going to be some cool things in the works that sort of meld these two worlds a little bit, I think. So it's I'm excited. Foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a real Jack off gun situation. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I think I, I've noticed that, I don't know. It seems like the people that are for like, like the further along musically you are, and you also do comedy, the more you're kind of embarrassed about like, like uh, I've had a lot of comics that do like maybe like a song or they do, they incorporate music into their stuff somehow. Sure. They'll be like, don't introduce me as like a musical comic or don't say that I do music. Like they're, they're very like, I want to reveal that myself mm. and I don't want to be like thought of or labeled a certain yeah. way, you know? Very interesting. I yeah. like musical comedy, so I don't know what people's problems are. I just sure. went and saw Book of Mormon last night. Nice. Oh, how was that? It was yeah. Wonderful, except the the second lead, I think, had like a medical emergency in the middle. They swapped him out in the middle of like a song. I mean, like that's why there's an understudy. Yeah, right? I, I've never seen an understudy get utilized before. And the now, show must go on. Yeah, yeah I mean, ne- I've never seen it like mid show. I've seen it like, oh, yeah. the part of such and such will be played by the understudy. But you're literally the understudy of this show. What? <laughs> oh. Here I am. The Gwender study is the Gwender study. Yeah, hey, I like it. It, I like it, it comes full circle. Um, yeah. uh, like remind it. me of the name of your band because I wrote it yeah. down and I immediately <laughs> lost it. The Stampede String Band. Yeah, that's what that's it was. It. We're nailed together. I was just testing my co-host yeah, here. Absolutely, flying nailed colors. It. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, no, uh, we're the Stampede String Band. Um, we've been around. We put out our first album uh, in 2013. Came together in 2011 by way of Craigslist. Wow. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Literally. None of you got murdered. No, That's absolutely. Great. It was literally one of the Craigslist hookups that, you know, wor- that worked out. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And yeah. uh, um, it was sort of a wild ride from those early years of just, you know, playing for 
um, you know, a few bucks and pizza and stuff that we could find wherever um, to now being, you know, in our mid thirties with families um, and stuff like that to still be able to, you know, um, make music and, you know, be well received in our local community is something that is, is just awesome. And we're excited to celebrate it with everybody actually with the new album and, you know, a bunch of new shows coming up. So. And a wider audience for you. Yes. Wider. Wider. Yes. Wider. It's what it doesn't need to be whiter. <laughs> this is the string band realm. Uh, yeah. So, is, so, so what, like what, yeah. What would you compare your guys' sound to? Well, it's, it's a really interesting sort of meld in the early years. We tried to do so much the, um, uh, when we first started getting going bands like the, uh, Avett brothers mm -hmm. and Mumford and Sons were getting really big. Ray LaMontagne's, um, God willing and the Creek don't rise album was really big. And there was this sort of resurgence in, you know, the new grass folk revival, mm -hmm. which, mm -hmm. you know, over the years has, has given us amazing acts now like Billy strings and stuff like that, that, you know, are really innovating that sort of traditional sound. And we tried to go down that lane a lot in the, in the early years and saw some success. Like it was definitely something that we enjoyed heavy banjo lines, a lot of, you know, um, really well-written stuff, which I think is really the heart of what we did. Uh, John Baylor and Aaron nicely, um, who are the other two thirds of the band, um, are really gifted songwriters and John has been since he was a kid and, and Aaron, as he, you know, got into high school and college and now, you know, a dad, um, really has, has grown so much in his songwriting that those early songs, while we love playing them and being innovative, uh, this new sound is very reaching back to a rootsy sound. It's less, um, less rooted in the heavy banjo lines, less rooted in the, you know, it, it, it's less of that and really more roots blues driven, um, folk roots, folk sound, uh, nice. that, that is, that I think is going to be refreshing to not only hear on the recording, um, but also live just because yeah. we sing into a single microphone. You know, we don't, oh, wow. we don't mix three microphones to it's, it's, you know, they get in there and the harmonies are as they exist if no one were there. And it's really, really cool to experience. And do, awesome. you, do you wear overalls during your live performance? Not yet. No, but I, I have highly considered been watching a lot of letter Kenny. Yeah. Mm. So, so squirrely Dan is someone who I look to a lot for uh, like wardrobe advice. And I think that I could pull off some overalls, but Definitely. at the same time, I, you know, we, ha I have been called, you know, I think it was, I don't remember. I can't remember who it was, but someone, uh, you know, just threw out the old flannels and overalls like, Hey, kind of look like you're in the country bears. It's like, damn it. I don't know if I <laughs> want to sit in that world, but I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things that flannel just feels right. You know, except yeah. when you're at a 95 degree festival. So. Oh yeah. Um, I like matching overalls, all three of you matching. Ooh. overalls. Like, wow. Um, now you're giving me ideas. Bedazzled. Yeah. Plaid even yeah. Mm. plaid overalls would be awesome. Bedazzled, like, like even just the pockets, just the outline of the pockets. Yeah. All right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I think we might have to, do you know uh, anyone that could who uh, could costume folks? Oh yeah, I'll, okay. I'll bedazzle that right up. Well, there we go. Yeah. Well, then we'll have to have a conversation with. Yeah. Them. I like that a lot. Now, Kyle, you had said that that your uh, fellow bandmates are better songwriters, and then mm -hmm. earlier, uh, kind of off mic, you had said that they are also better musicians. So oh. that means you're the eye candy of the band. <laughs> I mean, among other things, absolutely. Okay. I, you know, there's gotta, you know, the other two guys, God bless them, they they do their best. And, you know, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I, um, 
No, I mean, I, I don't mean to take anything really away from myself. I think that, uh, you know, I certainly have a solid contribution when it comes to it. But but so much of the origination of the sound and so much of the the base of the sound comes from, uh, you know, the tones that originated from their instruments and their sort of minds and stuff. So when it comes to that, I think I definitely put a really cool feel on all the tracks myself. But if you were to take, you know, my part away from especially the new stuff, because um, it was so much of their production that like um, I, I feel like I definitely add to the tracks, but if you took it away, I don't think it's ruining it. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. And so um, I'm super excited to get out and fill in a third part on this album because the album is actually just the two of them. Um, I don't play at all on this album uh, because they recorded these songs before I rejoined um, middle of last year, middle late to last year um, that, you know, when I do finally step in and start contributing on these songs uh, in another, you know, instrument line, it's going to be really cool. Excited. Now, did you you brought a clip for us or a, a song? Yeah, uh, we brought um, our first single, uh, "One Thing at a Time." This is uh, going to be the first track off of the album, um, and uh, yeah, we dropped it a couple of weeks ago. We've got a new single dropping. When's this coming out? Uh, this weekend. Is that yeah, yeah next okay. this weekend. Well, then uh, the new single, "What It Takes to Love," is actually now out on uh, all platforms. So go check that out. But we're playing "One Thing at a Time," which is the first single we released. Mm-hmm. I could have known you back when you were young. Hellraiser, big talker, high staker, line walker. Thank you. 
Wow, I love that. Yeah, thank you, guys. Outstanding. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I say thank you, but that that was two voices, two instruments, one microphone. Wow, that's how the whole album was recorded, which is you know not sort of the normal way of doing that. You know, the best way obviously is you know you record them all individually and mix them and. Well, you, you can you know. hear kind of that um, kind of DIY, mm -hmm. like very raw sound. Um, sure. And it um, even the lyrics reminded me a lot of like uh, punk bands, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, like Fat Lip and uh, yeah. Skin Knees. So, yeah, for uh, sure. The lyrics reminded me of a Fast and Furious movie. It was <laughs> yeah. like a lot of Vin Diesel energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, but, but to this Absolutely. like beautiful guitar and banjo. Yeah. <laughs> And that was a uh, Aaron nicely, our uh, um, esteemed Aaron nicely wrote that song about his grandfather uh, who passed away. So um, that's a great, uh, it's a great song. Aaron is, uh, you know, like I said, a tremendous writer, and uh, the way that song came together um, just really, um, I don't know. It just really when I heard these songs for the first time, and they told me they had this album to come out, I'm like. I had no feelings about like, well, guys, I'd love to come on and you know put like a instrument on it so like i'm on the album and they're and like i just didn't want to touch them at all i'm just like these songs need to be as they are mm -hmm. to go mm -hmm. out like in i'm just super stoked to get them out to people now so nice Heck yeah. yeah and you guys got a big show coming up right yes we do we have our big album release show uh the 28th of january at dukes so just oh, a, just yes. Saturday. yeah Absolutely. So if you guys aren't doing anything, uh, come on out. The tickets uh, are 15 bucks in advance, 18 at the door. Um, we've got the Lowlanders from Bloomington. Oh, nice. Um, kind That'll of a fun, fun. tie-in. Uh, the Whipstitch whip Sallies from uh, around the Bargersville area were a fantastic um, all-female string band that really gave us one of our first opportunities in um, sort of that area down there. And they, they were actually one of the people who called us up and were like, hey, we're, they're doing this local show at the Vogue, uh, come be honest. So we got to put out our first album at the Vogue back in 2013. Here we are 10 years later. One of the members of Whipstitch Sally's is still playing in the Lowlanders. And so we're able to get this new project that she has along with us to oh, give them a big voice. And so, you Very know, cool. folks should come out and support, you know, all of us appreciate it. If you would, uh, even would consider it or share it online or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah and if you've never been to Dukes, it's a lot of fun. It is great that, food there too, as well. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Tie in to the mm -hmm. food podcast. 100%. Their wings are insane. That I'm, I'm very excited. I'm what day of the week is that? Saturday night. Saturday night, the twenty eighth. All right, I'm gonna try to make sure I have that clear so I can go. I've yeah. never, I've never actually been to Duke, so I'm really oh, excited. Yeah? I have a mm -hmm. lot of friends that have performed there and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, it seems to have a really good energy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's as close as you can get to like a real honky tonk in Indiana. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember who the artist is. But it sort of epitom epitomizes Duke. It's less honky, more Tonkin. Mm. Like it's, it's just, yeah, it really yeah, is yeah. just such a cool vibe mm. in there, and like their mottos, "Please shut the fuck up." It's just, it's yeah. just, you know, they get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they get it. I, I, you know, and I'm a big supporter of how do we get more minorities into string music? You know, like how do we do that? I mean, <laughs> hey, you're I'll, not. Wrong. I'll show up, and I'll be jump yeah. in. Yeah, do you're, it absolutely. I guarantee you that if you come to to their show, uh, the Number of black people in the room will double. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. I've got I've I'm got kidding. a few. For, no, 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 no. I, I, it's it's hilarious that like that. You're not wrong. That's the the reason why I'm saying that is is because it's a very valid statement. And it's like you know I feel pretty good about the fact that I think I don't know. I think I've got at least five non-white folk, folk like 
coming out for me. And I feel like that's pretty good, especially yeah. to yeah. come to a honky tonk. You know to what I mean? Banjo Keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it going. But most people hear banjo music turn the other way. Yeah, historically, yeah. the banjo has scared <laughs> us away. Who invented the banjo, dude? What? Banjo was invented by an African. No one can mm-hmm. hear you. Yep. Uh, banjo's an, actually an, an African instrument. Yeah. It, it originated, uh, I think the original one was a hollowed out gourd with uh, some sheepskin and horse hair. Oh, mm-hmm. This sounds like my soul. <laughs> <laughs> just a hollowed out gourd. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, just plucking that banjo, that first tone is probably like someone probably felt the same way. You're like, yeah. this is my soul. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Kyle Buck. Yeah. Gen Z can't stop raving about the Harder Brunch Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch slaps. No cap, the Harder Brunch podcast is bussin' on God. Move over, Boomer. Gen Z's here to talk to you about the Harder Brunch Patreon. Harder Brunch podcast on Patreon, $3 a month, low-key a steal. The Harder Brunch podcast deadass has me bricked up every day. <laughs> Listen, Listen to these, these all totally real testimonials. No, like I'm getting paid to do this. Don't worry. Yeah. No. You think I do this for free? No. The Harder Brunch podcast deadass slaps. younger! The Harder Brunch Podcast Deadass Slaps. Just go to patreon.com backslash harder brunch. The Patreon After Brunch Podcast hits different. That shit makes you feel shit. The Harder Brunch Podcast fucks. Hey, we're back talking with Kyle Buck. Um... Now, Gwen, I know sometimes you struggle to get out of bed in the morning. You, oh, you, absolutely. You you really need a, a a perk to get up in the morning. You need a a, a blast of caffeine. Absolutely, I something do. that's going to wake you up and make you productive the whole mm-hmm. rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you heard of Tinker Coffee? Have you heard of this? Oh, of this is, is this coffee? the coffee that we drink here at this Harder Brunch? This is the official week? coffee of Harder Brunch. Official coffee of this Harder is, Brunch. This is what I, I drink every day. This is what I serve to my guests. I only serve the top shelf coffee. <laughs> Why would you serve anything else? <laughs> Sometimes Bonnie gets coffee and she buys shit. All right, I buy uh, the good stuff. <laughs> only Tinker Coffee for, uh, for Brunch Nation. Now, right now, you can actually you can get a uh, basically like a coffee subscription. Oh shit! They'll just send it to your house. Send it right over to your house, oh. and uh, if you use the promo code Brunch, twenty five percent off. Well, Ooh. that's a really good deal. Tell them, lar- tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs> oh. I'm Large March. <laughs> <laughs> All wow. right, Pee Wee. I love me some Tinker Coffee. I got to tell you that much. So it's good. so good. Yeah. And, like, what do you know? What they do to it to make it like the low acid coffee or whatever? I don't know, but yeah. I know my stomach it appreciates it. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a coffee that I I can like pick up a cup in the in the afternoon and not be like, oh, when does my stomach feel all funny? Yeah. Or, or like super jittery. Yeah, and it it you know I didn't feel like that when I was younger, but as you age. You can't Nothing's drink. Nothing's correct. You can't, you can't drink <laughs> yeah. five cups of coffee anymore. But I can with Tinker. Yeah. Uh, I, can drink, yeah. I can drink five. And then I travel through time. <laughs> After my fifth <laughs> cup, I uh, quantum leap into the future. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love Tinker. Now that Brunch Nation knows about our um, digestive habits. <laughs> I like to keep it real. I like to keep it a hundred quid. You yeah. Know. So if you have trouble digesting coffee, <laughs> then you should check out the subscription. Twenty five percent off with code brunch. Yeah. They'll mail it right to your house. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell them. Tell them how to brunch sent you. And I need to take just a second here. Uh, I I know that that we're in the middle of a read, but when it comes to class, like 
serving water in one of these <laughs> is the epitome. Like I, I can't. I'm trying to think about the top of the mountaintop, but if someone were to come over to my house and I were to serve them water in mm. this, I would feel like I was there. So well, I just want to acknowledge. That. I'll tell you what. Well, part of the I guess one of the good things about doing the show is. Uh, I started off with almost nothing. Like I started off in an empty house and then slowly each week was like, Hey, I don't have this. And we've built over the course of three years, <laughs> this stable of all this great, um, uh, serving ware, mm-hmm. all this, you know, I've got gifted some things by my good friend Gwen for Christmas to serve guests. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got tired of him serving like these beautiful, um, you know, gourmet brunches with like a plastic fork. <laughs> Well, sometimes it was fun. Like that's that, that's how you get like a hand salad, you know. Like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you get served a salad that's just in it's my just, yeah, in, just, in for my, the hand. just raw dog in my hand. I, <laughs> I definitely remember coming over and there was some sort of meat thing, and we all had to share one steak knife. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. That's not that even was an very exaggeration. Early in the podcast, yeah, early early days. No, it wasn't even in, like it was only like very recently that we had more than. Like four spoons. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I look. I have a tradition where every five years of my life, I like to just burn all my stuff and start over. So. Listen, the name of the podcast is not easy brunch. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the things this, are not supposed to be convenient and comfortable. No. It's a harder, harder brunch. brunch. Yes, and sharing uh, <laughs> one steak knife amongst five people is the hardest way to use a steak knife. <laughs> or it's a team building exercise. It really, that's it the really way was. I like it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the brunch. Um, we had a, a bit of an away game today because this is actually, this is kind of a, a pop up episode for us because it doesn't matter why, um, but we're, we're doing not this important. full disclosure. We're doing this in the middle of the week and not on our normal Sunday. So instead of uh, me cooking, we hit up our friends at Giacomo Pizza mm-hmm. and we delivered or we delivered we uh, ordered I ordered the Slaughterhouse Five. Oh, so good! Named after our homie Kurt Vonnegut. Um, Five different meats on there. All the meats. All the meats. All the meats. Uh, it's so good, and it's. I, I'm just spoiled now with our loca- our proximity to Giacomo. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's a nice little. It's a very easy thing to do. It's quick. If it wasn't raining, I would have walked. Yeah. But uh, it was raining, so I parked right close to it. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to get wet. Um, just always, always good. I don't know. You yeah. know, it's just like. I feel like this happens with comedians sometimes, and probably anybody. It's just like when you're just consistently good, your name sometimes gets dropped out of of stuff because it's just like, oh, yeah. reliable's always mm-hmm. gonna be there. They're always gonna be doing what they do at the highest level. And uh, man, just some of my favorite pizza. I, I have a weird ranking system for pizza. It's like um, there's there's like kind of like this. It's kind of like gourmet pizza, you know, like or mm-hmm. h- higher end pizza. Yeah. And then there's like mm. the pizza chain pizzas, mm-hmm. your, your Papa John's, your Pizza Hut's, whatever. And then there's um like like slutty hood pie, slutty mm-hmm. hood pies like mom and pop, yeah. ballpark pizza, ballpark Aunt Polly's, yeah. a lot of bars, a lot of dives mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. really good pizza, yeah, like that sort of bowling thing. alleys, mm-hmm. yeah. And then every other kind of pizza, like not homemade, but every other kind of like pizza is underneath that, like. Uh, like, you know, pizza you make when you're drunk. Like, that kind of stuff. Where do you stand on uh, pizza that you get from school? That The rectangle pizza? Oh, the school pizza? Yeah. I mean, I would say somewhere in between slutty hood pie and stuff you make when you're drunk. I remember my mom drove a bus for the Renaissance school, 
and she used to get like sheet trays of that pizza mm. and then keep it in the freezer. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, it, it never goes bad. It never goes good. No, I mean, it's always, it's always there. School pizza. That stuff that you, we ate when we were kids is always, remember how much milk we drank? Oh, <laughs> so much milk. I thought about this the other day. Like chocolate or like just the cartons, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in crates, like, the cooler of crates full of cartons of milk. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, there's a water fountain right here. And it's like, nope. Milk. milk. Everybody it's drink milk. Strawberries. One carton of strawberry for the, you know, those kids. But like, it was all just milk galore. It's wild. My mom would smash a 32 ounce glass of milk with like dinner. I, I cannot tell you how much we must have spent on milk when I was a kid. Like, oh, yeah. my budget's out of control. My mom would go to the store like two and three times a week just to buy milk. Yeah. 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 It's a it's an economical gauge. <laughs> like, like people gauge the markets. Well, where's milk at? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. right now, it's eggs, you know. But, like, people are like, well, I don't know. Milk's going up. Better watch gas. It's like, mm. well, I mean, is, is the... Is the Means of consumption needing to be on that level. It's wild. Well, like, just, the French like, toast market is out of control. <laughs> like Gen Z doesn't doesn't play with milk, you know? Like no, right. They're mm-hmm. they're not into it. And I I would say millennials are probably split fifty. Like the uh, you know, me being on the older side of millennials, I feel like we got grandfathered in the milk game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think younger millennials are drinking like that. They're drinking like almond milk, oat milk, yeah. maybe. Yeah. That's but a little splash in your coffee, way. but nobody's drinking 32 ounces of it <laughs> yeah. with dinner. I had like a, a glass like this size with uh, uh, some Amelia's cookies we had the other mm. night with some, uh, some oat milk. It was yeah. fantastic. It was great. Now, sure. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, you don't need the, you don't need the, the cow milk. It's odd. I've thought about it a lot over the last few years, not just with the documentaries and stuff, mm-hmm. but like also just like the commercial push in the 90s. Like mm-hmm. we all were there, you know, it was just one of those things that was, it was inescapable. Yeah, yeah. that Got Milk campaign yes. that all the celebrities were in. Yeah, even like... You had, it was wild. You had like Danny DeVito next to like uh, literally Kermit the Frog or something. Kermit the Frog. (laughs) And then also like the most fit person, like Michael Johnson. Yeah. You know, you have Olympic sprinters next to like Kermit the Frog. And they're like, you know what? We both like. For milk. A, for I a, don't have a for a second. System, I thought you forgot Michael Jordan's name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was Michael like, he's Jones. building the worst Space Jam I've ever heard of. <laughs> you know, it's just Kermit, Danny DeVito take on Michael Johnson. They're playing for the sake of the universe. <laughs> you remember that old classic chestnut? Uh, That's the yes. like. That would be like the Shazam to the Kazam <laughs> of Space yes. Jam. Yeah. That one's Space Jerm. <laughs> Space Can. Space Jerm. That what I said. It's more like the porn parody. Yeah. Space Cans. What? <laughs> Who's. This one is Michael Johnson. Brown okay. chicken, brown cat. Uh, speaking of milk, we also, for our. <laughs> For our uh, snack. I don't know. What do we call this? I feel like this was a... Uh, I was very confused. Like, I knew you were getting the pizza, and then mm-hmm. you started bringing stuff out of your fridge and taking pictures of it. I thought we were just doing a tour to to Dyke's house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't He didn't understand the theme. I didn't understand the theme. Did anyone understand yeah. the theme? 
The theme is. I uh, just got the tone. No. <laughs> so much tone in this episode. All tone, no theme. <laughs> uh, no, the theme was uh, well, you know, it was like middle of the day snack, but also um, local favorites. Local favorites. Mm. So it was. Uh, I thought pizza and ice cream went sound really good together. And so if we go to ice cream, we're going to go to my favorite um, ice cream uh, maker in the city, which is Circles Ice Cream. Woo, woo, woo. Shout out to Circles. Shout out Wes. Um, he doesn't miss. He just doesn't miss. Like, no. I, I haven't had a flavor where I was like, man, it's okay. They're all great. Uh, you could call him Michael Jordan. He's the, mm-hmm. he's the Michael Johnson of ice cream. I'll say that <laughs> uh, but and and always layers all those mixins and toppings well, throughout the pint. That's that's where that's, that's where he sauce. really shines is because most ice cream, if it has stuff in it, it's only at the top. Yeah. But he layers it all the way down, so it's like that last bite mm-hmm. is going to be just as good as the top layer, which Perfect. is mm-hmm. it, as simple oh as it gosh. sounds. Is a real game changer. Yeah, well, I'm going um, there when I leave here. I don't but, know if they're open or not, but I'll sit there till the end. <laughs> well, they have they have um, like these vending machines uh, the, uh, all over the town. So like there used to be one like in Wildwood. Uh, there's one at uh, Go- Goose the Market. There's ice cream vending machines. Well, it's it's like self serve freezer basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's like a like freezer with and a you social contract. Yeah, <laughs> you have yeah. to scan a QR code oh, to pay okay. for it because yeah. it's something about like dairy products are like regulated differently yeah. by the state. Pretty hardcore. Uh, so they can't. Which be, is also weird. It's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird. Like this yeah. weird backwards loophole that yeah. he can get around by selling it. If you scan this QR code, but not if you take it through the register. Interesting. Yeah, Louis Pasteur has a real scam going on. Oh, Louis Pasteur. Uh, but yeah, so amazing ice cream. And then I threw some of the uh, Smoking Goose uh, Sweet and Spicy Pecans on it. Oh, incredible. so good. Um, so good. It was incredible. a fun little treat. So I am I, I am just blasting with ice cream sugar buzz right now. Mm. Yeah. I feel like we won uh, like a like an essay contest in elementary yeah. school because we got pizza and ice cream. This, <laughs> one, this is does like, have a lot of after school feelings. Yeah. yeah. I never understood. This was what a piece of shit kid I was in, in grade school because I remember the prize would be lunch with the principal sometime and I was always like, that's sounds like a punishment yeah it does yeah. i'm gonna try real hard to get a's and then eat my prizes to eat with the principal yeah yeah that's in, that, yeah that's odd that's like like having gang members be like hey if you don't commit any crimes you're gonna eat with the cop we see walking my way out of here but then what you didn't then what you realize is that if you Got in trouble more. You could eat with him more often. Oh yeah, it was mm. just you know it yeah. was some yeah. weird school sort of suspensions. Yeah. yeah, I spent all day in the principal's office before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My school was from like kindergarten to eighth grade, so I mean that's an entire lifetime. I yeah. mean, right? Like it's that's not. That, <laughs> but it's, it is if it's you have childhood years. leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, the bar has really been. <laughs> Oh, but man. uh no i mean that's a i mean a decade you know is a that's a long time Kin- well kindergarten too so right that's absolutely nine years that's almost a decade that's yeah. a long time to have the same principal know that you started shit when you're a kindergartner and they keep their eye on you until you oh, graduate. Absolutely. that's true yeah, yeah you have to yeah. carry that with you did you have corporal punishment at your school we mm. did but it was always more the threat of it i don't mm. i can't tell you an instance when it was ever actually instigated but it was like if your parents okayed it yeah it was there so it was just enough of a threat and it was like i think it was just a few we were just a few years 
removed from it not having to have your parents okay yeah so it was just always it was always on the table i see it was I always see. on the especially when you're like you know yeah in those I, young grades i entered the public school system because of corporal punishment really? i uh had a really odd scenario happen when i was in the second grade uh i got kicked out of or i was uh deemed to be expelled or uh to be the recipient of corporal punishment so essentially, they basically called my mom and said, hey, he can't come to school anymore uh, or we're going to give him three whoopings. And she said, no, you're not, and came down and was this close to taking the, the principal across the table. And she was like, just we're leaving. And so that was the last time I was uh, in the private religious school system, entered the public school system. And I feel like I'm better off for it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was wild. Very wild scenario. Now, I, my public high school, you could still really, um, yeah, get paddled. Oh, you were a good girl, though. Oh, yeah. I was never like on the receiving end of any of that. But yeah, you did have to call and get your parents permission. But I mean, I graduated from high school in 2000 and they were still. Yeah. Yeah. Spanking like the 18 year olds. You know, this was in high school. No way. This was high school. Yeah. High school kids getting spanked. Yes. I. I I having problems processing this we information. Have, I'm having problems processing. <laughs> yeah. it. This sounds twenty years so later. inappropriate. Yeah, it was. Once, once you hit puberty, spankings turn into something completely different in my book. Like, yeah, it, how it, weird it is that? Weirder. Yeah. They're actually just always weird. Don't take that back. They're always weird. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but like but when it's a little kid, like I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it, it's a it's a like. We used to just beat each other's kids, though. That was, like, yeah. the thing. Like, it wasn't weird, like, you know, if you're at a house party and someone's kids mess it up, you give them a little yeah. slap on the bottom. Well, yeah. it, it was one of those things where, like, you know, maybe it was one of those situations in school. Like, now that I think about it, I definitely had a few teachers that kept, you know, a piece of pine. Maybe they never used it, but they certainly mm. had it on display. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like so, so weird. some with holes in it and Greek symbols. Like it's yeah. like, you know, it's like just putting your gun out casually <laughs> on the coffee yeah. table. Like it's exactly. I don't want to have to use this. Exactly. But, <laughs> but the Greek exactly symbols, the Greek yeah. symbols, that's a, uh, that's fraternal a fraternity thing. paddle. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't necessarily imply that that teacher is doing corporeal punishment. Kid doesn't know that. Yeah, that's, 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 that's fair. That's like, like yeah, that's, that, no, that's, that's the whole a pink gun up on the wall. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for sure. Breast <laughs> cancer awareness. Yeah. Decker, that's Susan G. Coleman's yeah. cat. But, but also at the same time, I remember being a kid. Like, could you not make anything else in shop that day? Like, were, yeah. they, were all the birdhouses no. gone? <laughs> right. That's yeah, a yeah. that's a threat. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah. No, I understand that there are certainly like like different you know meaning to them and stuff through the fraternal organizations but like yeah to a kid it's definitely like Ew. no because well, they've, they've even got a whole section in like michael's that has all the paddles and the letters and you can glue it together i'm assuming it's for all the like grandmothers or mothers of the people who are in there because i don't know what frat organizations mm. going in to you know get the craft supplies for their own uh, paddles but yeah and I, interesting and maybe they're not used anymore but it's still like the tradition was passed down from Definitely yeah. for being used. I mean, it's still weird, even if it's for a fraternity sure. or something. It's, like, it's a weird symbol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like uh, it's like uh, I don't know someone in Alabama like getting their grandpa's white hose. We don't use it anymore, but uh, <laughs> we just keep it up in the it's corner. An heirloom. It's just, like what? I well, mean, you're yeah, a, you're a, it's wild uh, artifacts. Uh, what what? 
I, I know we don't like the term conspiracy anymore, but... Uh, I don't know uh, what the terms are. But you, you, you like to go down a lot of rabbit holes. You're a man sure. who likes to take a take a hard turn down some rabbit holes. I enjoy some if, thought. If I'm not mistaken, the, the last time you were here, you said you were not married to the ball. Yeah. In terms of, is yeah. the earth round or not? So We... Uh, but yeah. a lot of those fraternities were based on like secret societies and yeah. skull and crossbones and stuff. And so it, it's, it's crazy now. Like when you hear about stuff like, um, you know, Epstein and stuff like that, where like, or like people getting blackmailed for this and that. And it was just like, well, that's kind of what they do in fraternities where they would do a bunch of like homoerotic yeah. hazing. And then like, well, we all did this and we all know the, yeah. and so they've all got blackmail on yeah. each other and stuff. Yeah. But if we don't do that, then we'll help you get a job somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun. I'll be your best pal. Yeah. Until you step out of line. Yeah. It, it's wild. It's, it's definitely a very strange sort of scenario, but then, it, then again, at the same time when, yeah, I mean, you get, you're going to have like extremes in that world. Um, you know, you're going to have everything from your friendly neighborhood Freemasons that just gather money for the homeless and actually have good intentions. Then you have people at the top of the top of the top of the top that just like, you know, are so far beyond anything we even understand that like, yeah, you it, know, it's just wild. Like I can't even comprehend it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we kind of, we almost give ourselves blackmail in the sense that like, um, like we we prevent ourselves from <laughs> from like I don't know doing and saying certain things that like you know maybe we don't mean offense by them but we we censor ourselves just because we don't know how they'll be perceived you know mm. what I mean like mm -hmm. um, to to not have ill intentions but to censor yourself is sort of like I don't know a, a form of um, a form of internal blackmail in a sense that you just don't, you want to avoid it on the outside. So it's like this weird sort of idea that like, yeah, it does happen externally. And there are people that blackmail people. I mean, credit, uh, credit companies blackmail us all the time. You know what I mean? They're, they're essentially, Hey, if you don't do this for us, you know what I mean? It's like, if you don't follow these rules and we're just going to, you know, it's weird. I'm getting off on a tangent, but no, I like it. No, 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 no. That, yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that like, you know, it exists in different degrees. Um, like everything yeah. it exists in the micro in the macro, you For know, sure. yeah. it's wild. Well, I mean, politicians in and of themselves, I, you guys probably saw a bunch of those videos from the house speaker, uh, like votes or whatever, where people actually like read the lips of people talking. And it's like, mm. I don't know if this is real. Like, it looks like they're saying that, but also yeah. it looks like all those guys in the NFL were saying weird shit, oh, yeah, when, yeah. When, yeah. you know, when those guys are doing it. So lip reading is lip reading, but you know, some of them were kind of spot on and they're saying things like, Hey, we know how you voted and we're not going to like, you know, we have this information or whatever. We know what it's going to take to get you out of this. And when it comes down to like, when major decisions are coming down to just simply, people not wanting to know something about yourself. It's like, mm. you know, that's when you get into the dark shit. Well, Absolutely, I know, yeah. I know when I was a kid, when I was a child, teenager, young adult, I thought that there was grownups in the world. I thought that there were like the adults knew what was going on. And like, there was some sort of, it's like somebody was steering the ship mm -hmm. and, and the, and the turns out. No, 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 not so much. I mean, we just, and this we, Definitely not a political uh, show that we have here, but I read something yesterday about two members of Congress getting almost into a fist fight in a bathroom, and I'm just like, this is where we're at. This is, yeah. this is the, this our should, leaders. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we kind of chose the Jerry Springer route, you know, a, a, a while ago. Sort of like that. There was there was something weird that happened, and like this, obvi it obviously all sort of culminated, you know, with the last uh, couple of administrations, but like. You know, even in the 90s, when it came to 
what was being covered and what wasn't. Like, there's no reason that the president getting a BJ should have been news that sort of that sort of news yeah. you know maybe a few minutes at the end of the block because it'll get people to watch or whatever but like you know uh, it was amongst for the, weeks yeah weeks yeah people will still make jokes about it for sure know. you know for sure but like yeah we, when it became to a point of entertainment not yeah. information mm. then mm. people were like oh this is where we find our angle wild it's interesting there is a salaciousness to uh, obviously anything sexual like there was like the the story about the mm-hmm. female officer that had had sex with uh, a bunch of male officers yeah. and I, I think the big problem was that it, they were all doing it on duty or the, most of them who were doing it on duty which sure. is uh yeah you're not yeah. supposed to do warren's that. getting fired we're, at any we're, job we're, we're paying your salary mm-hmm. for yeah. you to have sex. But in all the memes and all the making fun of, like, it was just, like, all directed at her. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's just, like, it, it's, like, well, is this is this uh, a cab or is this, if it's not from the Champagne region of France, it's just <laughs> sparkling misogyny. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know, all of them should be fired for fucking the cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, that shit, that shit was so wild. Like, I don't watch the news really like uh, being at my mom's house mm-hmm. during 2020 and like feeling an environment where the news is just on in the background yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be maddening. And, yeah, super and it's, depressing. Yeah, it's, it, there's a difference between being informed and being just inundated mm-hmm. with... You know, because you're not just getting information. You're getting opinion on top yeah. of the information. Mm-hmm. And, like, it would be dope if there was a central, non, you know, partisan place to where they just scrolled information. Like, yeah. even These if I had to read it, things you know that what happened. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, without I think they call it a, a newspaper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean. No. Yeah, well. I, I'm kidding. I it, well, it used to. It yeah. used to. But, no. Um, but, yeah, no. I if, uh, if that sort of thing existed, it would be dope. But, like, um, it's one of those things where, you know, um, tons of people have said this, but it's the truth. You just literally have to go. You know, what does the left say? What does the right say? What does the center say? And then you just kind of got to try and piece it together from there. Like, that's really the only way to get a well-rounded mm-hmm. view on almost anything nowadays. And even then, you just got to take what you read with a grain of salt because, like, you don't know what motivations exist behind whoever. It's wild. I got to have to put blinders up to a point and just kind of focus in on what I can kind of control in my mm-hmm. day-to-day. Because even, like, you know, we're all comedians. We're always trying to promote shows and stuff. So it's like... There's such a weird relationship with social media where it's just mm-hmm. like, I wish I didn't have to do this as much. And I see it. I, I, I see the effect on me because I'm like, oh, I have to post something. And then all of a sudden I'll catch myself just doom scrolling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what what happened? Like, what happened there? Like, I'm just doing this now. I thought I was doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll get all this. Ba- I mean, it was why I had to stop watching stuff like, uh, uh, was it uh, John john oliver tonight or whatever mm-hmm. like it was just like every day is like here's a new problem you didn't know that the world's terrible <laughs> also i have no solutions well i just feel worse after watching this yeah. sure like, this is such a great episode of this comedy podcast <laughs> <laughs> really really killing it today it's well, 50 degrees in january what do we say here <laughs> we're broadcasting from the end of the world uh <laughs> I like well when Kyle Buck comes on, you know, if we don't I love it. If we don't dip our toe in a in a in a conspiracy pool a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Kyle, you got anything comedy wise going on or just 
I've got a few things. I'm kind of um, take stepping off the gas a little bit in yeah. that realm, but uh, you know, luckily enough, I still um, you know get hit up time to time about some shows. The next one I've got coming up is March 10th. Um, I uh, uh, Tyler Waltz reached out to me for a show. I believe that's going to be at Imagine Books and Brews um, on March 10th. Sounds nice. like a nice. sounds like a fun lineup he's put together. So I think that's uh, yeah, that's my next uh, joke telling venture. Nice. Mm-hmm. I just did a show with you. Yeah. Uh, in um, Muncie, Anderson, Anderson. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Um, no, they, they, they genuinely. I only know the difference because I grew up in one. Fair it's enough. Fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, one smells yeah. a little different. That's the only difference. <laughs> Um, but that was a great show. That was so much fun. We had a blast. Yeah. It was a, it was a really cool time. I'm sad to hear that Fives is no longer, uh, well, at least under that ownership, is not really doing anything. I expect someone is going to see the potential in that place and take it over because there's a lot of cool stuff that can be done in the back area there and in that um Used to be an old firehouse. Just that little garage area there was yeah. so cool for a show. Uh, would love to do another one. Five's Tap House. Yeah, it's where uh, you did the lawn with Lucas. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you were outside. You were inside. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was just barely warm enough to do that show uh, outside. We almost I would had say to it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had to be because we sold too many tickets. <laughs> to do it but, inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, it's a cool space, yeah. So I hope somebody does um, mm-hmm. take it over. And yeah, we've sure. got the kitchen and bar now there, so it's mm-hmm. like... I, absolutely. I got the rare uh, pleasure of helping Lucas Waterfill with his merch, mm-hmm. which is like three suitcases filled with shirts that just random people get stuck doing the merch. So it's like... It's a nightmare. There's no rhyme or reason to anything. It's just a bunch of shirts that have got pulled out and restuffed. And so Back people were like, the- yeah, and it was like the last person to do it was Zane Zadie. So oh, I'm just okay. like, this is a, this is my nightmare. This is my nightmare. <laughs> They're like, I need a small, I need a triple X. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God, there's no rhyme or reason to any of this. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can you drop a beat for me, Sauce Boss? Bow. Kyle Buck, always a pleasure to have you. Oh, on it's podcast. always a pleasure to be here. I'm happy to be here all the time. Where can people find you and follow you and keep up with everything you're doing on social media? Well, you can find me on social media at Uncle Buck's House um, on all forms uh, of social media. Um, the podcast will be getting back going here in the next couple of months. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Uncle Buck's House is returning, um, which is going to be one of those means of melding comedy and music. I want to um, organize a few scenarios where we get comedians in with musicians and kind of talk shop across the aisle a little Fun. bit, you know, just from yeah. both worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. And then uh, you can find the band, Stampede String Band. Uh, all of our links and everything are just at ubhpresents.com slash stampede. Or just Google Stampede String Band. You'll find all of our stuff. Nice. Yep. New album dropping January 27th. 27th. Gwen Sunkle. Uh, you can find me at Gwender Woman on social media and come see me this Friday at Can Can where I will be commenting yes. along to Showgirls. Nice. Zach Rome. You find me at Martian Colonizer <laughs> on all social media. You would be the one to give the Martians some smallpox blankets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm at Dyke Michaels on all social media. Um, check out our Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com backslash Heart of Brunch. Only $3. You get access to our entire back catalog, Patreon episodes, and it really helps us out. It helps us keep the lights on and pay some bills. So we appreciate it. Uh, don't forget about Meat Cakes coming up next month, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>